I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hope everybody's doing well today. We are here in Bang Studios here in uh, Charleston, South Carolina. And it's been a minute since we've been on the Unimpressed podcast. But today I want to welcome Chicken 101 to the Unimpressed podcast, and I'm unimpressed. I don't know who this guy is because I never see his face. And to explain Chicken 101 a little bit, he um, got involved in giving back uh, to the community through breaking collectible cards with professional athletes. So Chicken 101, how are you doing today? I am uh, fine and dandy like a big bowl of candy, John. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Now, he's uh, a little hot under that mask. He said, you know, he wanted to see how long this podcast is going, but we wanted to get into this new world of card breaks and what that is all about. And if you can tell me a little bit what inspired you to uh, get into this business and, and where do you want to take it? So, yeah, John, first, thanks for having me. This is exciting. You know, I, I'm not sure if this is a career highlight for you talking to a grown man in a chicken mask, but uh, this is definitely exciting for me. And I, I'm a child that born in the 80s, grew up in the 90s, as they call it, the junk wax era of sports cards where they mass produce them. And I have very fond memories of going to card shops and card shows with my dad, collecting and just there's a tremendous amount of nostalgia from that. You know, COVID presented the opportunity for a lot of folks to dig through the closets and attics and get their old collections out. And the card market has has exploded in popularity and price and, you know, different ways to be involved in it. And it's kind of sucked me back in um, all by happen chance uh, through this journey. And it's been a lot of fun, but I got back into cards, you know, about halfway through COVID. And the more I learned, the the more I realized how much had changed since the 90s. And one of the things that has become very popular is online card breaking, whereas where you used to go to a card shop and you'd buy a pack or a box and you'd open it there at home. Now there's professional card openers that you will purchase a box of cards from their website and they will open it for you, you know, online in front of their audience. And the cards nowadays, I mean, they're just incredible. You know, it's tied into performance of athletes and there's a huge market for it. And, and the more I learned, the more fun I had. And by happen chance on a, I don't know if it was like Tuesday afternoon in August, I was uh, on Backyard Breaks live stream and gotten a break with them and ended up pulling a couple big cards. One of them being a Patrick Mahomes 101, hence the Patrick Mahomes jersey. And I pulled another big card, and there was a gentleman that didn't get anything too great, so I gave him the the Kyler Murray card, and Backyard invited me down to pick up this card and be a part of a, a live stream. And that's what really started Chicken, is I like my privacy, so I had a nickname you know, I was chicken in high school and, and bought the mask and the jersey and went down to Florida to pick up this card and ended up having an absolute blast and, and some more craziness happened while I was down there. Um, so that's where that's where the chicken was born, I guess. Yes, absolutely. Um, you know, I had a few days to figure out how I was going to 
come up with something that that was funny and fun uh, to be, you know, while I was down there. And the chicken mask was easily accessible. It was a nickname I had. And boom, Chicken 101 was born because I was going to pick up this one of one Patrick Mahomes. Now to back up, back up a little bit through this story and kind of telling a little bit of history uh, about what this is. And I was a card collector, collect a lot of baseball cards, uh, a lot of football cards. We used to send off the baseball cards and get signed back in the day because I played baseball my whole life till I was 22, 23 years old when I realized I wasn't going pro. And I forgot about what collectibles I have. So I run into this guy and find out that there's a whole thing because of the pandemic that the value of these collectibles have skyrocketed. Right. And now you have the intertwined situation of potential NFTs with baseball cards and so forth. And this is a somewhat of a young demographic. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Who has reemerged in this space, which I think is great. You know, I think it's bringing, you know, made to bring the heroes back, you know, like they did back in the day with like Mickey Mantle. And, you know, because it seems like back in the day they celebrated athletes more. Uh, and I thought, I think we've kind of lost sight of that in the past few years. So maybe this is something to resurge some heroes that kids can look up to. Absolutely. It, it's, it's incredible. And I think beyond that, what's really changed things is cryptocurrency and meme stocks and fractional shares and all these sort of things have shaped a shift in how people spend their time and money, whether it's through hobbies or investments. Where I was always told growing up, save for retirement, you know, your house will always appreciate. I mean, there were there were these traditional ways to invest money or be involved in things that will gain value. And that's been I'm not going to say destroyed, but man, has it shifted a lot in the last two years. And I think that's what brings in a lot of folks uh, into this space is they're interested about these cards and the fun and the potential to invest in them and trade them and collect them and flip them. And it's brought in. I mean, I met a gentleman who is in his early 20s who got into cards because he used to be uh, a he would put together portfolios of sneakers for athletes for them to invest in that, you know, there'd be limited runs of sneakers or artists. And, you know, he would, he would take an amount of money and put together a portfolio for these athletes and they would hold on to it and then collect them or sell them off. And, you know, he's 23 years old and he's managing these sneaker portfolios and adjacent to it is the card area. And it's incredible 
the people I've met and the skills they have utilizing the internet and phones. And it's just, it's, it's shocking to me. Um, and I think that's one thing that intrigues me is I remember having, you know, a lemonade stand or a candy stand mm-hmm. as a young entrepreneur. Now you've got folks in college or their teens or early twenties and they are entering a space in entrepreneurship that I never would have imagined you'd have access to in your early twenties. And they're good at it. They're mm-hmm. studied, they have passion for it. And that's one of the other amazing things is seeing these young folks that take these chances, they put together these amazing products and experiences. And I think that's part of the excitement of the collectible world is nowadays they do limited print runs and they do, you know, on-card autographs and they'll have memorabilia that's game worn and, and all these things that get people excited. That's one thing that I was thinking about is if you look around at technology, right? And maybe this is the positive. You know, sometimes we get stuck on the negatives of technology and, you know, you know, and the after effects. But maybe this is the positive because I was watching TV last night and I kind of think about our own business model. I think we are a 50, 60 studio model, but virtual. Right. And then I'm watching this game last night and there's this app called FUBU TV and it has, you know, I can get most of the sports I want to watch on that one app. And then, but what I was looking at, and I think I'll bring this in, is is the commercials, right? On this app, we're almost like info commercials, but it's a very mainstream type of deal. So now you take the technology to the card world, right? Maybe this is where the technology is sort of like a reinvention of things that they did 20 years ago, but it's uh, online, yeah. you know, and it's it's digital, it's a different medium. It's a different direction. It's being conveyed different, but it seems like it's some of these things are bringing back excitement of how things maybe were 20 years ago and giving opportunities to other people because of technology. And making it easier. And, and I yeah. think that's the key is, you know, I visited, I visited a number of breakers and been to their studios and I just get to see and learn. And it's just fascinating to me, the amount of work that goes behind it and planning and the energy and the time. And it's just, it's incredible. And these guys wear a lot of hats in what they do with their, their online card breaking. And I'm fascinated by all that because I know very little about it. And I've, I've definitely learned a lot in the last couple months, but to see the operations they have and the different ideas. And it's just, it's fascinating to me because I'm someone that loves innovation. I love problem solving. I love new and exciting and different ideas. When most people will say that won't work, you get a small subset of folks that say, watch me make it work. And they'll figure out the kinks and the bottlenecks and the challenges and they fail forward and all these things. And it's awesome to see what it turns into. Well, you decided, you decided to, to, you know, try to take it up a notch and you've done some breaks with some pretty big athletes. And I don't know if you can tell me about who was the first athlete you did with your thumbprint breaks. Yeah. What it is called thumb thumbprint breaks is a trademark owned by chicken. He, uh, and chicken is trademarked as well. Chicken one-on-one is trademarked as well. Tell me a little bit about those athletes and how that is and how you tied in the charity aspect of, of this operation. As when I when I went on backyard breaks, I've always had a passion. I mean, I grew up watching my parents give um, and they gave their time, talent and treasure to others. So that's what what I've always watched was, you know, if my parents lacked in one area, they could usually make up for it in another. And, and what I learned was giving giving was amazing. Mm-hmm. I'd watch them positively impact somebody else, but it would also bring a tremendous amount of joy to them. 
And that's kind of what, what I fell backwards into with the cards is it's a great way to meet people, hear their stories, positively impact them, um, make new friends and have a lot of fun. So as chicken was just kind of blindly, you know, happen chance born, I wanted to have fun with it. Anything I do, I want to have fun. And my goal is to make an impact. So I thought, how can we raise awareness for great causes? We can have fun with the cards, possibly athletes. And the idea of the thumbprint breaks was born where myself and uh, a guest breaker and a host get together with an athlete and we open some boxes of their rookie year. And if we pull their card, they sign it and we put a thumbprint sticker on the back and uh, it goes up for auction to raise money for their cause of choice. And Luke Keekley was the first one that we had to do a video with. And it was, I mean, it was surreal, right? It was absolutely awesome. One, I'm a Panthers fan, big football fan, but having a, a player in a, just a person like Luke to come in and have fun with us and talk about the hardest yard, which is the foundation that he chose to support, which is Greg Olson's, uh, foundation. It was a lot of fun. And I wanted to share that with folks because nowadays there's an over saturation of information in the world. And not all of it is is positive. And what I wanted to do is I, I wanted to give it an outlet for folks to just enjoy helping others. And that's where Thumbprint started. That's where Break It Forward started. Um, and it's it's grown into just, I never in a million years would have thought people would resonate with a, a grown man and a chicken, you know, mass giving away cards to folks, but it, but it works. And I think it's because there's genuine connection we get to make and the cards are the medium for me to meet people, hear their stories, have fun with them and hopefully have a positive impact. And I'm going to ride her till she bucks or Mrs. Chicken says no more cards. Uh, either one. <clears throat> and this is such a new space as well. You know, I think you can enhance the whole pro athlete involvement because there has been a, few celebrities I've seen in, in, in marketing posts and so forth uh, promoting these things. I mean, what what was your idea behind bringing in a Luke Kukli? I mean, what was the thought process about that? Well, one, I mean, I'm, I'm not known, right? And I don't think I'll ever be known. Um, one, because of the mass, but two, people enjoy athletes. You know, they want to hear what they have to say. They want to hear their stories. Um, they resonate with, you know, their, their performance on the field and the things they do. So it's always neat to meet somebody you look up to or admire what they do. And me being a sports fan, athletes was the, the obvious choice for me also because they have cards that we can tie into it and have fun with. So that was the route that I went down. And all this has happened in like two and a half, three months. It's been insane. I, I'm fortunate that I've had enough. I don't know. I'm trying to think how to put this. I've met enough people in my life that give me good advice to make sure I can keep this what I want it to be, which is fun. Have a focus on giving and, and making connections with people all while making sure that, you know, my privacy is protected and I don't overextend myself and things of that nature. And I don't know if I like how I worded all that. You're just we're just trying to break in. What was your thought process of bringing in the pro athlete? You know, you don't want to be a famous guy. You don't want your identity revealed. So if you bring in these other big identities and it can create more excitement to give back to a charity. Absolutely. And you grow um, awareness. I mean, I've always yeah. been told grow more so you can make more so you can give more. Um, and that's the goal is, you know, there's there's charity is is hard work. And, I, and I'm I'm learning that beyond trying to get people aligned, you know, towards visions and things of that nature is there's a lot of moving pieces. A lot of people have things that are important to them. And rather than me try to take on, you know, the, the burden of that all or the responsibility, 
it's a lot of fun to help people, help those that help others. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I really love finding people that love helping other people and then support those folks. So, and that's not just athletes. I mean, I have met some incredible people, incredible people on Instagram that they give their time, talent and treasure to help others. And, you know, I can help support them. Um, one of my favorite stories, and I've, I've never met her in person. We've talked on the phone several times, you know, through text or Instagram, but Michelle with the Mr. Strong Foundation, I, I met her early when chicken was formed or chicken began or whatever you want to. <laughs> and listen, listen you, this is, you said, what's her name? Michelle. Michelle from one of the foundation, the Mr. Strong Foundation, the Mr. Strong Foundation. And you, t- I mean, you touched on something there that um, say charity's hard work, right? So, yeah, I mean, if you're going to obviously you have a platform, you have a character. And if you're going to get involved with a charity, you want to pick the right charity, right? Because you got to go. There's a thousand charities out there, right? You don't know what to choose. And you found this girl, Michelle, yeah. right? At her charity. And obviously that has worked out from some, some point. And what struck me, and this is what I like is, so getting to know <clears throat> Michelle, uh, her son Landon um, has autism and some other uh, disabilities, and he's in a wheelchair and it requires therapy and, and just all these sorts of resources and time and things of that nature. And she started this foundation to support other families that are going through similar circumstances. And it just struck me as here's someone that has a challenging and different experience. They have a different story. And their first thought is, how do I help others in this same situation? And that to me is, that's moving because they want to take their experience to help others through things that can be difficult. And I think it's 15, it's either $1,250 or $1,500 to sponsor a child. And that provides occupational therapy and other services and she draws on what she's been through to help other families that are going through this in the early stages. And it's incredible to me. And that's what drew me to her is because she's using her story and her experience to help others in like situations that may not have that support. Mm-hmm. And those are the people I love to, to learn their stories, find out about them, you know, what makes you tick, what makes you passionate, and then help them do what they do really well. Mm-hmm. And she, she's so, she's so uplifting and, I've met many people like Michelle, but Michelle was the first one that in the card space that I met and I just connected and it really, it sat in my heart that this is someone special and she's doing something special and I just loved what she was doing. And that's what keeps me going is my, my goal is to help those that help others. Now, how did that work out? What, how did that like from, did you, what was the donation she received in this first deal? Like, how did that work? So, I, I mean, I, I made a personal donation. We had done some stuff together and just got the, the awareness of the Mr. Strong Foundation out there. And then, I mean, this is what's awesome about, you know, they call the, the sports collecting world the hobby. Mm-hmm. Um, and what's awesome about the hobby is there's a lot of amazing people that care a whole lot about other folks. And there was a number of breakers, Chris from Rip and Wax um, being one of them, but, you know, they rallied around her and... And also Moon from the to, the to the Moon Collectibles. I mean, they would do events and they would donate profits and they would do auctions. And I mean, she raised a lot of money in a short period of time to start helping these families. And then she's putting together 12 days of Christmas stockings for children they have sponsored. And I mean, the community has rallied around her and, and it's awesome to see. I would not take credit for it. I just got to meet somebody. And then I think everybody else saw the same specialness in her that I saw. Mm -hmm. And they're excited to rally around and help her in 
what's passionate, what she's passionate about, and the things she believes in. Now, the, now these card breaks are, you know, we're talking about something of value. We're talking about money. Uh, we're talking about charities. You know, we're talking about production. We're talking about awareness. We're talking about excitement. When you think about the monetary involvement of this of these cards and what it is now. You know, we talked about baseball, some of these baseball cards. Did we mention the football cards with Luke Keekley? But now now I have understanding that these UFC collectible cards in this world have a lot of value. Yeah. So tell me, that's somewhat of a new perspective in the collectible world because I don't did they have collectibles when Muhammad Ali and those guys were boxing back in the day that had value like the UFC today? I mean, that's interesting to me. I guess because it's a young thing or I, you know, I know they have boxing cards. I have not looked at comps or sales, but I, but I know obviously famous boxers, you know, anything that's limited and of someone that has accomplished great things, um, you, you know, people seek after the people seek those cards. Um, the UFC's become extremely popular and it's one of my favorite products to have fun with because it's on the more affordable side. Um, you can still pull some awesome folks out of it and, it's just a, it's a fun product to open. And that's the thing is, you know, these boxes range from $75 a box and I've seen boxes for $30,000 a box. And, you know, a box could have 50 cards in it and you don't know what's in there. You know, the hope is if you're buying a $30,000 box, it may be a Kobe Bryant rookie year and you pull a Kobe card that's worth double what that's worth. So there's different levels of risk tolerance and things of that nature. I try to stay in the, the fun zone, if you will. I don't do this as uh, a way to make money. If I pull a big card, fantastic. It gets sold and goes back into the, the break it forward fund, if you will. Now, what is what are some of the big value cards in the UFC boxes? So, Khabib, Conor McGregor, Amanda Nunez, uh, Israel Adesante, you know, your, your big fighters. And then, again, so there's, when they print these cards, there's base cards where there's multiple of them, and they're not very rare, even if it's of a popular fighter. And then it can be, you know, numbered to 50, numbered to 10, numbered to 5, and then... The, the highly sought after one of one, meaning it was the only card made of that. Um, and if it has an autograph, it's even more, you know, rare. So one of one's one of one is one card made of one card. So that's one print who who has if you're listening to this card break thing for the first time, he's talking about these boxes and we and I mentioned the USC is you buy the and kind of just to break this down a little bit. Uh, to let everybody know how it works, you know, with a character like Chicken, with a pro athlete, is you find these boxes, there's a value on the box, and these kids will anticipate these draws as you open these packs within this box. So if you buy a $75 box and you draw a card that's worth, I don't know, what kind kind of value could you draw in a $75 box, one card? You know, it, it could range from one dollar to ten thousand. It all it all depends on what's in that box. It's it's a complete uh, mystery. And that's it's almost like a game show in a way. And it's that yeah. anticipation of spending seventy five dollars and pulling a card that may be worth ten thousand, twenty thousand dollars. So that's a little bit of what creates the excitement. And then you involve the pro athletes and what it represents. There's more excitement there. Then you add this character here. There's a there's a there's a build there, and I think this this business will continue to grow. And uh, what is what is the biggest? You know, you pulled the Patrick Mahone card, right? What was the value of that card? That 
rookie card you pulled. So so here's what's crazy about the card market. So they have what they call redemptions. And redemption cards are a little piece of cardboard that have like a serial number on them that you have to scratch off and you submit through the, the card maker website because that athlete has not yet signed that card. And redemptions can take a couple weeks or they can take a couple years to get. It just depends on how quickly the athlete can sign. So I pulled that Patrick Mahomes in August, and the guess was it was worth between twenty dollars to $30,000. Well, now that he's not playing as well as people had thought, that, that may have dropped half in value. I have no idea. And it's very hard to price a one-on-one because there's only one of them. So it basically comes down to what is someone willing to pay? Um, so they fluctuate quite a bit, um, and that can be good and bad. I pulled a LaMelo Ball National Treasure RPA that, you know, I probably held on to for a little too long and, and sold it for $10,000 less than what I could have, you know, if I sold it the day I got it. You know, we live in an emotional world. That's a, that's something I just called up on. We, if we live in an emotional world and there's emotional swings with these athletes, that's an interesting aspect too that creates a you know a little bit more risk there so yeah. how, how could a card drop ten thousand dollars so quickly so the one i pulled was out of 99 so it means there's 98 others like that um one of the things to, to help determine the value of a card is called grading so there are a number of grading companies uh psa and beckett are probably the largest two the largest two grading companies the most well-known And you send the card and they judge the card on four areas. It's going to be the surface of the card, the edges, the corners, and the centering. So it's on a scale from one to ten. Ten being gem mint, like pristine, you know, everything's perfect on this card, down to one. So the cards that really hold their value that are that are newer era cards are the nine or ten graded cards. You know, that's the the grade assigned to them. And if your grade's not as good as you had hoped, that'll drop the value. If the grade's better than most of the other ones that have been graded, that'll increase the value because it's more rare. And there's so many factors that go into it. You know, you have folks that collect and hold for years. You have folks that will buy and flip in three months. I mean, there's so many different strategies. I'm not a collector. I'm also not necessarily a flipper. I just, mm-hmm. I, you know, I sell what I get so I can continue to keep breaking it forward and have fun with folks. And my strategy is probably not the the sharpest, but it's it takes a lot of time and energy to do the research in this card market if you're going to maximize it. And the people that do it well, I, I mean, they probably spend hours upon hours a day knowing, you know, researching, knowing, uh, tracking players, all sorts of stuff that I just don't have the time to do. So I, I try to unload as quickly as I can. So data, data driven. Yes. An emotional world, $10,000 swings. You know, I mean, you can see it's a, uh, it's an interesting world, you know, and you've been, you've, the chicken's been down here with us down here at the studio and we've, we've been, uh, working on building out his assets. So if you're, if you're out there, check out, uh, on Facebook, it's at chicken, one of one, follow him there. Uh, also, and then the Instagram is chicken one of one, right? That is correct. Well. So we're building those assets as well. And we want to, you know, we talked about too, is um, just maybe doing some fun content, you know, yeah. with you. I mean, I think you got a great character. I mean, I think it, uh, the mask speaks for itself <laughs> in a way. What, what do you think the res, you know, because I got involved with this when I saw this and approached a friend of ours, Brian Heffron, who uh, owns the Comedy Zones, introduced us. He's a chicken fan as well. And why do you think these young people resonated to the chicken character? 
You know, John, I, I ask myself that question like every day. And, and I mean this and I'm honestly like, I'm a normal guy. And I say that, and I know some people are listening are like, well, obviously you're not normal because you wear a chicken mask. But I say this is I'm, I'm in my late 30s. Thir- <laughs> You're I'm not in my late thirties. Yeah, I'm in my late thirties. Um, I've had you know a, a wonderful life, um, not without challenges and things of that nature. But you know, as I've gotten older, I realize like you really can do whatever you want if you're passionate enough and you're excited enough and you're determined enough. This is beyond anything. This is a ton of fun. Like I, I get to dress up, uh, meet new people, hear their stories, get to bring awareness to different causes, help raise money, open sports cards. I mean, it's it's literally, you know, it's like being a kid again. But I'm a little bit smarter than I was 20 years ago. So I, I, my hope is that with those things I've learned throughout my life with business and family and just all those experiences that I can help shape that into helping others um, and, and having fun with this. And it is crazy to me, but I think we get one chance in life, right, to make a difference. But that one chance is then made up of a million different little chances, right? And it's all like almost the butterfly effect. You talked about, I knew Hef from six, seven years ago from a comedy class I took at one of his clubs because my wife told me, you need to go find a hobby you're too focused on work and you need to go have fun. Never would have done that if my wife hadn't said, you need to go do that, right? Because yeah. I didn't see that I was too engrossed in working and things of that nature and I wasn't I wasn't having fun. So who would have thought that six, seven years ago, my wife suggesting to take a comedy class would have led to you and I sitting here, yeah. you know, and, and getting to have this conversation. So we get one chance in life because when life is done, there's no more chance. Yeah. But it's made up of these millions of little decisions and chances and opportunities and relationships that you never know when they're going to pop back up six, seven years later. I think maybe what resonates with folks is everybody can be a chicken, right? We all have time, talent, and treasure we can use to impact others. And if you lack in treasure, you probably have time and talent that others don't have that you can, you know, apply to helping other folks. And I mean, that can be sharing a smile. It can be telling a joke. It can be holding a door. It can be mowing the grass for someone that can't do it. It doesn't have to be financially tied. And I think that's where sometimes people have the misrepresentation that to help you have to have money. That's not the case at all. You find a lot of people that have a lot of money, they usually lack time. So they tend to give because they don't have the time to be personally involved. You might have folks that don't have the treasure, but man, they have talents and time that people need, they want, and they can use that to make a massive impact. So I hope the resonation is this, that we can all be chickens. And, And part of the reason I wear the mask, one, I like my privacy. Two, people are fallible. So if I show my face, you know, then then who I am and all these sorts of things, they start getting involved. And that's not what it's about. It's not about me. It's about what can we do together, whether it's me and 10 people or me and 10,000 people. I don't care how many people it is, but we can all be chickens and we can all use our time, talent and treasure to help others. So don't ever think you can't make a difference because it all matters. I mean, I go to the FedEx store to send a lot of shipments and there is a lady there who I will wait to be in her line because her personality, her kindness, her smile, like it literally makes my day 10 times better. When I go to ship something and I get to interact with her, my day is so much better. And I tell her that. I'm like, I love coming to see you. And this is someone that is impatient and hates waiting in lines. And, and, you know, but I love going to see her. And I don't know if she knows the difference that makes in my next 12 hours of the day. And I think if we can get better, one, showing appreciation and telling folks, you know, what they mean to us and 
hey, thank you for this, and just simple kindness, we've, that's lost. Um, and two, realize like it doesn't have to be these monumental gestures that make impact. All these little things add up and make a difference. So I hope I resonate with people that I'm a normal guy. There's nothing overly special about me. Uh, you know, people try to guess my identity. I'm not Elon Musk. I'm not a billionaire. I'm not a genius. Um, and if you met me in real life, you'd probably be rather underwhelmed. I'm not that exciting. <laughs> you, you know, and I say that, you know, but the goal is we can all be chickens. And my hope is that, you know, I have people reach out on Instagram and say, how can I help break it forward? Hey, I have cards I want to send. And it's, it's awesome because what we're doing is we're banding together. And as the more people that band together, the more impact and influence we can have and the more people we can help and the bigger of a difference we can make and the, the lives we can change and the stories we can learn. That to me is what I think and I hope resonates with people is that we all have the power to make a difference. We all have a power to have the, the power to have fun. We have the power to, you know, impact people's lives in ways you may never know. And don't think small gestures can't make massive, massive impacts because they can. This is out of my realm. It's out of Bang Productions realm a little bit, but I just, uh, it, this is exciting to me, you know, and I think the character, the chicken character is a good thing. And maybe there's some mystery behind that, you know, uh, we, maybe we can build that mystery, you know, maybe you did a little, a little crack out of information, you know, you said you're the chickens in his, his late thirties. Maybe we can create a mystery poll on who people think you are. No, absolutely <laughs> not. It, it, again, that brings focus on me, and I don't want that focus. I, I, I would rather the focus, the poll be, who's the next person we want to rally behind and help? Um, yeah. What's the next foundation that, that needs a boost and some awareness? And that, that, I think, is more fun than figuring out who the, uh, the chicken is. Because I'm telling you guys, you'd be... You'd be sorely disappointed. There's nothing exciting behind this mask. <laughs> well, you know, if you're out there, check out this new industry collectible card breaks. I think it's uh, I think it's a positive thing. This is one thing I like. I said I got excited about with my history playing baseball in college and being an athlete myself and collecting cards myself. You know, I think this is a positive thing for young people. Right? It gives them something that you know, is inquisitive. It's celebrating heroes again, which I think we need to celebrate heroes again. I've always said that. I think we've lost somewhat of a direction on that, you know, because I think kids need need things to do. They need people to look up to. Kids need to be inspired by certain things in life. And, you know, sports was a big inspiration in my life uh, and kind of trained my, you know, mental makeup and who I am as a person. Um, so yeah, we're, I'm excited about this. So, and uh, John, I think one thing to, to keep in mind is I always think back to the times I, I had with my dad. Yeah. Um, and I lost my dad when I was a teenager. You don't, you take those opportunities and those chances or not chances, but the opportunities and those experiences for granted in the time being. But now that he, he's been gone for 20 some odd years, but looking back on, I mean, those are things I remember, right? And those stir emotion within me of thinking about the times we had and getting to hang out with him. And we talk about this and that. And again, the, the cards aren't special. Mm-hmm. The people make the cards special. And I think that's what's important to remember is everyone's got a, a different goal with cards. And that's awesome. I mean, that, that's just how the world works. But don't be lost in the fact that, like, you can use these cards as a medium to make connections with your loved ones, with friends, with new friends, people you've never met. 
And that's, you know, I get a lot of messages is like me and my kids love watching the chicken videos. And like as a parent to two daughters, you know, I love when we can snuggle up and whether we're reading a book or we, you know, we watch a video or we go out to the park. Like those are the things that I hope they remember. And a lot of people don't always remember what you say, but they remember how you made them feel. Mm -hmm. And I want them to have fond memories of having my time and my attention, you know, and, and because I have fond memories of that. So my hope is that, you know, the, the cards and chicken and breaking it forward and whatever videos and whatever craziness we come up with, it's a way for folks to stay connected and make memories. And I think that's what's exciting is, you know, you talked about having a connection to it being a baseball player. Like it, mm-hmm. it brings up emotions and memories and excitement for you. And there's a lot of power in that in, in days and age where, you know, we're, we're getting just thrown stuff at us time and time again to make us think certain ways or feel certain ways or things like that. Having those genuine memories and experiences to remember and how it makes you feel like nothing can touch that. Um, and I think that's what's really special about what, what the cards can do. Well, I'm excited. I'm excited about doing more content. And uh, I thought it was good bringing in and kind of, uh, you know, mapping this story out, telling the story a little more. And so this is Chicken 101. You know, look for more card breaks, look for more charity giveaways, and look for more cards that may have some big values. And, uh, yeah, we're excited about that. We'll be putting a lot of this content out on the, the Bang uh, network. And uh, Yeah, I'm thankful for you. And, and for anyone listening, I, I learned how to go live on Instagram like six weeks ago. I, I'm not a social media expert by any means. Um, I can message people and I can post videos That's and go live. But, you know, having met you, this is the realm that you operate in. And I want to make sure that, I do social media correctly that I'm able to reach folks, connect with folks. And there's so much that's way over my head in terms of understanding it or just having the time to do it that you guys do this, you know, professionally. And it's great to have someone that can help me because anytime I do something, I want to do it really, really well. Yeah. Right. I got to where I am by succeeding, you know, in business ventures, but I've also failed in business ventures. And I've always found that if you do something you're excited about, you stay consistent with it, and then you surround yourself with people that are smarter than you, chances are you're going to have a positive outcome. And that's what I want to do. Like, I don't have enough time to take, you know, do chicken as a, as a full-time uh, focus. So when I do, I want to make sure the time I spent doing it, I get the biggest impact and the most fun out of it. Um, and, and finding folks that help me do that is my goal because, again, I will do this till it's not fun anymore. And I don't see how it cannot be fun ever. When you get to meet people, have fun, you know, so I'm thankful for you all and and the help you're going to be able to provide and just excited to see what comes from all this craziness. Cool, cool. Well, uh, we appreciate that. I know everybody that works with Bang and uh, appreciates that too. And uh, yeah, look for Chicken 101. And this has been your Unimpressed Podcast with Chicken 101, right? And I'm John Edmonds Cosma, the CEO of Bang Productions. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.